0: Not every step is going to be better than the last. And not every relationship is going to be better than your last relationship. It's not a linear, straight path up. It goes down and up. Sometimes you'll have a worse job than your last job. And you're like, man, my last job was actually better. Why? You know, but you needed to know that. And you needed to hit this step in order to get you to where you're going. It's a collective experience that's bringing you up. It's not each step that necessarily brings you up.
1: Hi, Emma. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kristen. I am so excited, everyone listening who can't see her. Emma Lovewell is on the show today. She is a Peloton instructor based in New York, a health and wellness expert, and most excitingly, a newly minted author. Her new book, Live, Learn, Love Well, is out now. Um, Did I miss anything?
0: No, you hit all hit all the points. <laughs> what do you say? How do you introduce yourself when people ask you what you do? Oh, that's hard. It it depends. Um, but you know, nowadays, if I say a Peloton instructor, people often know what that is. But there was a time before when I would say Peloton instructor, and people would be like, "What is that?" And then I'd have to go in and explain, and that gets confusing.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so now, yes, I definitely say Peloton instructor. And author is uh, a new favorite uh, descriptor for my for me. uh i'm sure tell us a little bit about this book journey
1: how's it been i came out with a book last year and it's like a labor of love
0: oh my gosh it was a lot more work than i had thought it would be um but all great things i learned a lot the writing process took me a year and a half about and it's a memoir style book so i'm sharing um childhood stories career stories um and I'm also kind of giving life tips along the way, just some backstory of, you know, my sidesteps or back steps or moments when I felt like, I don't know what I'm doing and how did I push through? And so kind of reliving all of those stories and moments in my life was a little bit therapeutic. It kind of felt yeah. like I was going through therapy at that time because I'm reliving everything and having difficult conversations with my family about how we remembered these events in our lives. Um, And then... You know, once it came out, then like the promotion of the book has been really intense for the last two weeks. I've been traveling and doing TV appearances and going to California and Chicago and live events and everything. And so that was just like, you know, you're cracking yourself open and and putting yourself out there on multiple levels. So I feel like I'm actually like on the the come down from that right now, where I'm like, yeah. I'm like not traveling as much. And now I'm kind of just um looking back at everything that I just went through in the last year and a half. And yeah. uh, and I'm proud. And I'm proud of of what I've done. It's It's a lot of work. Yeah, as you should be. It's a ton of work.
1: And my book was just quotes that seemed very far removed from myself. I mean, I put little paragraphs in, but to write a whole memoir, that takes a ton of vulnerability.
0: Was yeah. that like terrifying? Yes, because I think by nature, I'm Really honest, like I just want to be, you know. I'm like, oh, this is how it happened. Yeah. And then I kind of had to like just write it all out how it happened, and then kind of reread it and be like, okay, like how, you know, and then have like my mom read it. I'm like, mom, are you okay with me sharing this? You know. Yeah. And then I had to like tweak some things where I'm like, do I want to say this? Like, is this actually how I want to come off? And so that was like also a, a trip because yeah, you just want to blurt things out, but. Sometimes that's actually not the best way to express yourself.
1: (laughs) I totally, I totally get that. There has to be some sort of filter, although I'm sure it's still very raw and honest in every way. Um, Well, I think most people know you from probably being a Peloton instructor. Now everyone's
0: very familiar with what that is.
1: How um, did you get there? Like, little snap spark notes
0: yes and this i write about in my book so you can read it in full when you read my book oh um, perfect this yes. is a teaser yes but basically um i was a, a dancer in new york city with auditioning i was going on craigslist looking for jobs um i replied to a 50 dollars craigslist job for a modeling gig that led me to meet a photographer who ended up being the photographer that i chose to shoot the cover of my book oh, and so this is like Many, many, many years ago. And he introduced me to somebody who got me a modeling agent. That modeling agent got me a job as a model for a Peloton Kickstarter campaign. I was a Kickstarter campaign model. Peloton's brand new. Never heard of it. Went on to teach fitness for many other companies was feeling really lost in my career, not sure what I should do. I decided to email the CEO of Peloton, which my boyfriend told me to do. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm not just going to email the CEO like you're crazy. But he was like, what are you going to lose? And uh, so I emailed the CEO and he wrote back and then the rest is history. So that's a, that's a very spark note you know, version of that story. But it was yeah. a lot of instances of um, meeting the right people, putting myself out there, taking risk, and, and continuously taking risk to put myself in the right position.
1: Absolutely. Well, that leads us perfectly into the question of the show. And maybe that best advice you've ever gotten came then. Maybe it came at a different time, but what is the best advice you've ever gotten?
0: I mean, along those lines of, you know, uh, the Wayne Gretzky quote, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. And that's kind of the same mentality. That's like, what do you have to lose? Like, just put yourself out there Um, I say this a lot, too. It's like acknowledge the fear and do it anyway. And it's like. You're not always going to succeed and but you're you'll never know if you don't try. And so I'm constantly paying attention. This book, for example, was me being like, wow, this is uncomfortable. This might be really challenging. Maybe I should do it. (laughs) Maybe because it's so uncomfortable, because it's like bringing stuff up for me where I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm having doubt and whatever. Like, maybe this is something I should lean into. Um, and sometimes that that flight or fight response is there for a reason, right? Sometimes your, your gut is telling you, don't do the thing. Also listen mm-hmm. to that. But if it's like doubt with a little bit of fear mixed in with like, how am I perceived? Or what do people think of me? Like all that chatter, not like safety, is yeah. like, well, maybe don't listen to that, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take.
1: I think that's beautiful. Um, I always knew that to be a Michael Scott quote from The Office, but I <laughs> remember when he writes it on the wall. <laughs>
0: oh okay. Yeah. We, we, let, let's fact check. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it is definitely Wayne Gretzky. He writes it on the wall as himself having said it. Um, I love that quote though. Always have. Do you have an instance in your life where you didn't take that advice, where you regret not having leaped?
0: I really um, try not to live in regret um, because in my opinion, everything is always like it's meant to be like it didn't work out. That didn't happen. I didn't get that job or I did. You know, there was when I was a dancer, I was auditioning all the time and ninety nine percent of the jobs I auditioned for I did not get. Right. And so I could be every day being like, oh, I should have hit that move harder i should have introduced myself to the choreographer before and after i should have changed my resume i should have there's so many opportunity for saying that to yourself in every single act daily activity yeah and so i really try not to do that because in my mind it didn't work out because for some reason it didn't because there's something else that's gonna happen there's something else that is gonna work out for me um and so there's so many outside factors, like I could have performed better, I could have done this, but the person hiring could have been having a bad day. I could have reminded them of somebody they didn't like. Like There's so many yeah. reasons that are out of your control. And so I try my best to just be like, it is what is. It's not my time. My time is coming.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think there's also a factor of just trusting that you know yourself and that you did the best you could with the information that you had at a time. That's a quote that I love. Yep. And after that, you have to be at peace with whatever your life has turned into and whatever you've right. created. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I also love hearing if there's a worst piece of advice you've ever gotten or a quote that you just have never liked.
0: Ooh, a quote that I've never liked. I mean, I'm definitely... Um, Okay, here's one that's based in fitness. Um, Never miss a Monday. I hate that quote.
1: Okay, you know what's funny is your coworker, Jess King, came on this show as well. And she said her least favorite one was No Days Off. It's very similar. So I'm really happy
0: that you guys both have the same thought process because I strongly
1: dislike both of those ideas. Totally.
0: Oh my God. I thought you were going to say, because I didn't know that what she said on her episode. Well, I thought you were going to say that that was her favorite quote and then I was like, oh no, oh, I'm no. going to have to have a conversation with her.
1: <laughs> no, she had save the same thought process. So why do you not enjoy that one very much?
0: I just think that it's so, I mean, my the subtitle of my book is Progress Not Perfection. There's no way you can hit every single Monday, nor do you yeah. have to. And like, I think there's this mentality that's like, oh, you know, you missed... You said you were going to work out three days a week. You missed one day. Throw in the towel. All bets are off. Like, you failed. It's like, you know what? Life happens. You can't always work out three days a week like you said you were going to. That doesn't mean you should completely stop working out altogether. And doesn't mean you should be hard on yourself throughout that process. I think it's like taking things with stride, like taking things with grace and knowing that you're human. Life happens. Show up when you can. Yes, commitments are helpful. Because they help us show up. Commitment shows up when motivation is lacking. That's another quote that I like. Um, so, you know, when you commit <laughs> to something, one. you're more likely to show up. Um, but sometimes it doesn't happen and it's not the end of the world. And sometimes your body needs to rest. And if it's a Monday and you're feeling like, wow, I need to rest my body, you absolutely should.
1: Yeah. I completely agree. And that's coming from Emma Lovewell, everyone. If she can take a day of rest, you can take a day of rest. Yes. <laughs> I really like that. Do you have a favorite? Now now we're going to the positive side. Do you have a favorite quote or affirmation or mantra that you like repeat to yourself every day or something that's always stuck out?
0: Something that really stuck out to me, and I say it as often as I can, enough so that people don't get totally sick of me saying it, um, is workout because you love your body, not because you hate it. And I think that that, I don't know where I first heard that 15 years ago, 10 years ago, but it changed everything for me because I love movement. I love exercise. I was a dancer, an athlete, lifelong athlete. So I, you know, movement is part of me, but there were times where I would punish myself in workouts. I'd be like, oh, You know, I'm going to go kick my own ass because like I deserve it. Like I, you know, or it's a punishment for eating something or whatever. There's all this like negative, um, connotation with exercise and like punishment. And when you flip that mind frame and it's just a mindset, it opens the world into, you know, abundance and positivity and all of the good things that you want to be receiving in your life. Um, and it's like, we get to do this. If you're able-bodied and you're able to go for a walk, you're able to take a dance class or do a workout, like, that's amazing. Like, that's good for your body. That's good for your longevity. That's good for your family. That's good for your mental health. Like, you're yeah. really doing something positive. It's not punishment. And we all have our own issues with body image, I'm sure, like across the world, everybody has their own thing. Um, And it's just like, I think we should just be celebrating our ability more than punishing our bodies.
1: Absolutely. I really like that. I, I wondering, is there a time? I mean, you're clearly you've been in the fitness world for a long time. You modeled like your body has been a topic of conversation for probably your whole career. Has there been certain times in your career where you felt a lot of insecurity about it? I mean, because from the outside looking in, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, Emma Lovewell, six pack. I mean, that's insane. But I think it's always nice to hear when even people with a huge six-pack struggle.
0: Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, um, I actually rem- you know, here's a short story. I remember, um, so I, I work with Under Armour and Under Armour Athlete. I've been with them for uh, almost five years, I think. And, um, you know, the internet is a brutal place. Like, I think they one of the first times they posted a photo of, or a video of me working out doing something on their page, which has millions and millions of followers. And like the comment section was brutal. It was just gosh. like ripping my body apart. And here I am supposed to be like this model of fitness and health. And who knows who's in the comment? 13-year-old boys, <laughs> trolls. I don't know, like whatever. But you know, her arms are too big. Her She doesn't have an ass. Like look at her legs, like her hair, oh like my just name anything. And it was like it's hard not to take that in, and this was five years ago, and I was like, "Wow!" Like it ruined a day, a day two days for me. There was like two straight days where I, I thought about it, and I was like, "What can I do?" You yeah. know. And I know these, and and when I was thinking about it, I was like, I help so many people on a daily basis live mm-hmm. their best lives. I'm doing something really positive for the world, and none of these people know that. None of these people know any impact that I have in the world. All they are doing is looking at the way my arms look or my butt looks. And like that has nothing to do with my impact in the world. And um, but, you know, it it ha- and it happens every so often. The Internet is TikTok is a crazy place. Oh, amen. Amen. So I'll west. And, and I talked to my colleagues about it because we all get Mean messages every once in a while, and we'll rely on each other to kind of support each other because nobody else really knows what it's like besides each other. And so I have, you know, a group chat with some friends. And if that ever happens, like, ah, I read this message today and it, you know, made me feel bad. And we'll kind of just be there to support each other.
1: I love that. A support group can be all the difference sometimes, most of the time. I really like that. Do you, and I love that story. And I think a lot of people will find comfort in it because. Just goes to show people will nitpick anything and everything. Anything. You could be the most societally standard, beautiful person, and people will still find a million things wrong with you. So don't try and reach for perfection, team. Um, Do you have a piece of best advice that you would give to someone else who is where you were early on in your career?
0: I think every step is necessary to get you to where you're going. So if there's any step that feels like, was this the right step? And maybe it felt like a backward step, because I took some sidestep backward steps where I was like, this feels like a downgrade in my career. Like, not every step is going to be better than the last. And not every relationship is going to be better than your last relationship. It's not a linear straight path up. It goes down and up. Sometimes you'll have a worse job than your last job. And you're like, man, my last job was actually better. Why, you know? But you needed to know that and you needed to hit this step in order to get you to where you're going. It's a collective experience that's bringing you up. It's not each step that necessarily brings you up.
1: I needed that so bad. Truly, I feel like that is such a revolutionary way to look at progress. Because to me, it's always been... Well, progress is being better than I was yesterday. You hear those quotes all the time, right? right. But maybe progress is just getting through another day, just getting yes. to another day.
0: <laughs> there was this this viral um, video, and I'm sorry, I do not know the athlete's name, um, but he was being interviewed after a game, and somebody's like, "How did you, you know he just lost the game?" And they were like, "How did you feel about your season? Like, you really did you feel like you failed?" And oh, he it's was just
1: Giannis, yes, Giannis
0: Antetokounmpo. Okay.
1: Thank oh you, my, my God. husband, for teaching me that
0: name. Thank you. Because I was like, I know you are gonna <laughs> somebody's gonna know it who's listening. Yes. I loved that. I listened to it like three times because I was like, you're spot on. Do you tell Michael Jordan that he failed, that he had a terrible yeah. season, or or you know, that he's a failure? It's like, no, you you play and you keep playing and you keep showing up. And it's the collective movement in your career. It's not you losing one game that makes you lose your career. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I just I love the way that he articulated that kind of mentality because yeah. I I believe that too.
1: Well, and it's beautiful because I think that also puts into play the fact that so many things are out of our control. Like, and especially in fitness, in our careers, we can do our absolute best. And sometimes we're not going to get that promotion and we're not going to hit that PR. And that's a sad reality, but it is reality. So if we just set ourselves up to think the only way that we succeed is if we're better than we were yesterday, we're just going to end up being disappointed in ourselves. Totally. Yeah. I think that's mind-blowing. I love that. Um, Do you have a piece of advice that you would give to someone who's struggling with their fitness and health routine? You are also a chef you chef it up you have amazing recipes on your website you You have a very good outlook on fitness and just all around wellness so what would you say to someone who's kind of struggling to find their rhythm in that
0: um routines have helped me so much like creating morning routines and things that you enjoy to do um and also just like start small like start really small so if you're creating a routine and you're like okay i want to have a class and this is me I want to have a glass of water first thing when I wake up. Like, I make sure that I do that and I commit to that. And that's like the easiest thing. And still, yet, sometimes I fail, you know? (laughs) Sometimes I forget to drink water and I'm like, oh my gosh. But like, start really simple. I want to go for a five minute walk every morning. Five minutes. Like, can you commit to five minutes? If you're feeling good after five minutes, maybe it turns into a 10 minute walk. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe five minutes is totally fine. Maybe you make it to four minutes, like whatever. I just think that change creates more change. Movement creates more movement. The hardest part to get moving is from stand still. So if you're standing still, it's hard to, but once you're like rolling the ball a little bit, it's so much easier. You know, once you're, okay, I got my drink, I I got my water in the morning, I got my five minute walk. Okay, what else can I add in? Okay, now I'm gonna commit to like eating vegetables um, at every meal. Three times a day, I'm gonna have vegetables. Or maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm gonna meditate three times a week. Maybe I'm going to, you know, there are these things that we know about now because, you know, wellness is such a popular topic. Try the things and see if they make your day a little bit better. And that's what we're striving for is doing more things that bring you more joy. So you have lighter, brighter days.
1: I love that. Start small one day at a time, one step at a time. Yeah. Don't need to see the whole staircase here. I really think that's beautiful.
0: Cool. Like an hour long workout is great, but you know, sometimes that's not what we have time for. And sometimes we're not up for that.
1: And sometimes it's just like the 10 minute ab burner with Emma Lovewell. And at? trust me, you feel great. So
0: I get you that get a lot done in 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> you can get a lot done with a drill sergeant like you in 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> no, I think yeah. that's wonderful. I um Okay. Last question. Do you have a favorite chapter from your
0: book um one of my favorite chapters is about my mom it's called more best days and it's um i had a 70th birthday party for my mom and it was everything you know we had a garden party i had a, a taiwanese chef come and make food i had a mariachi band it was like this whole thing outdoors her whole family came and asked, at the end, she said to me, Emma, that was the best day of my life. And that made me so happy. But it also made me sad because I was like, this can't be the, the best day. Like, you still have life to live. Like, let's have more. Like, you need more best days. Like, this can't be the last one, you know. And so it just like, you know, in the chapter, I just explore more about what it means to have a best day and how we put so much pressure on graduations, weddings, Um you know, having children, like these momentous things in our life that are supposed to be the best day. And then so much pressure. Like, what if it's not the best day? What if you don't enjoy it? What if you don't have a good time? And also how many more days are there in your life that could be best days, simple things that can lead to having the best day. You don't need to wait for some, you know, big life moment to have a best day.
1: I love that. Oh. Okay, most beautiful ending. That was poetic and lovely. Thank um, you. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and all of your goodness. And I mean, I knew it from your rides that I was like, oh, she's gonna have some good things to say. But <laughs> you have absolutely lived up to what I thought you would be. And thank you for joining us. We want to follow you and keep up with what you're doing. Tell everyone where they can go and how they can
0: support. Yeah. Uh, my website is live, dot I have recipes, travel, a bunch of good stuff on there. And then Instagram at Emma Lovewell, Twitter at Emma Lovewell, TikTok at Emma Lovewell, um, all places you can find me. And then of course on the Peloton app.
1: Yay. Okay. Everyone go follow, um, download the Peloton app, take her classes one step at a time. You can start with the short ones, get to the longer ones. Yeah. And go buy her new book and get more wisdom. And um, we will keep following along with your beautiful journey. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thanks, Christy.
1: Thanks. And to all of our listeners, thanks for listening to The Shift.